الرحمن الرحيم نحمده ونصلي ونسلم على رسوله الكريم وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين We were discussing the hadith of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wherein he says that you must value five things before five value your youth before you get old your health before sickness sets in your free time before you become occupied and then you don't or you cannot do what you wanted to do the ibadat and the service to Allah and your wealth before poverty overtakes one now this particular point is very important generally when people have got wealth and they've got lots of money or whatever they own in the dunya they seldom think of poverty they seldom think that there's a possibility we can lose all this so a Muslim doesn't think like that the Muslim's attitude is whatever I got is from Allah Allah can take it tomorrow away from me just like Allah gave it to me he can take it tomorrow so that's why Nabi says think like this that I've got this wealth so let me use it in the right manner before Allah takes it away and the last thing, the fifth point, it covers all four things. Value your life before death. So your life is your health, your youth, your wealth, and your free time. That makes up your life. So if you, if you neglect these four things, then it means that you haven't valued the life that Allah has given you. And this is a great ni'mat from Allah. <coughs> There's a hadith here that says, narration, that one day, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he came to visit a sahabi, a man from the Ansar who was dying. And when he came there, and normally this doesn't happen, but on that occasion, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam saw Malakul Maut. He used to see, visited many people, like once uh, the neighbor of Nabi was a Jew. It was a Jew. And that Jew person, that Jew man's son was dying, a young, young boy. Then Nabi now this boy, he used to come a lot to the Prophet of Allah. And he used to even make the khidmat of Nabi this young Jewish boy. So the Prophet heard that he is on his deathbed. So he went to visit him. And then he told this youngster, was almost in the throes of death he says that do you believe that i'm the rasul of allah so this youngster said yes i believe you are the rasul of allah now the father wanted to stop him from saying the kalima the father said that no you must be on your jewish religion he ignored his father and he said i testify that allah is one and you are the prophet of allah and just upon saying those words he passed away Rasulullah said to the Sahaba that take his body, let's go bury him now. He has died as a Muslim. So many times he visited people, but on this occasion he saw Malakul Maud. Now it's interesting to see what Malakul Maud said to him. Nabi addressed Malakul Maud, he says that, Oh Malakul Maud, go easy with my companion, with my Sahabi. Be easy upon him. Malakul Maud replied, he says, Oh Muhammad, I swear by Allah, I swear by Allah and I give you this good 
good news that I am easy with every mu'min. I am easy with every mu'min when I take the ruh of that mu'min. And he says that I come to a people's house and I take someone's ruh. Then I hear people screaming and crying. So I address these people. They don't hear me, but I speak to them. And I say that, what is this crying? What wrong did I do you? What sin did I do? Did I commit any injustice to you by taking this person's mouth? I did it with the permission of Allah. I never took anything away. I never took him before his time. He had to die on a certain time. I never came before his time. So why are you crying? Why is this noise? If you people have sabr, you will be rewarded by Allah. If you don't have sabr, then remember you are getting nothing but sin on your shoulders. Then he says that, Oh Muhammad, now this is interesting to note. He says, I swear by Allah that I cannot take the soul of even a mosquito without the permission of Allah. I do nothing without Allah's permission. Imagine Malakul Mawt. Now Malakul Mawt is the one who actually takes, takes your ruh. So should we be frightened for Malakul Mawt? We don't need to fear him because he can't take our ruh except with the permission of Allah. Then he addresses the people, he says, that I never took this person before his time and I never deprived him of his risk. Because if your mouth is written there, if your mouth is up, there's no more risk for you. So I never took his risk away. And then he says, when I depart, I tell these people that I'm going to come again here. You can cry and shout. I will come again and again until there's no one left in this house. That is my duty. It's my job that I must do. I'm under the instruction of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then he says, O Muhammad wasallam, there's not a dwelling on the surface of this earth, not even a shack or a tent, not even a mud house, not even something in the middle of the ocean where people are living that I don't visit five times a day. And I look at the faces of all of them, their children, their elderly ones, so I recognize them and I familiarize myself with them. So when the moat, when the moat is there, I come and I know who to take away from that house. And this he says, I do it only with the permission and the, the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So from this we realize that we don't need to fear malakul maut. Now one thing here again to answer my question that might come to your minds. If Malakul Maud goes to all these dwellings in the world, imagine these millions of people living in the world, how does one angel do it? So it's not him, he's got millions working under him. As I mentioned last time, that for the Kuffar, there are different angels that take their ruh, for the Anbiya for the animals, different angels that take the ruh of the animals, then the pious Muslims, the not so pious Muslims, they are, they are different angels and they all have got allocated duties. So there are thousands, hundreds of thousands of malaika that work under Malakul Maut. We refer to them, to each one as Malakul Maut, because they are the angels of death and they take the souls of people. One day Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam saw a group of people that were laughing. They were laughing. It's sahaba. So he said to them, that if you know, if you knew what I know, then you will cry more and laugh less. And not only that, you will not be able to enjoy the wives in your beds if you know what I know about the Akhirat and about Jahannam and about the Qabr and these things. So unfortunately we laugh, we joke, 
but we don't realize that uh, if a person really knows what's going to happen in the Akhirah, imagine even the Sahaba Ikram, Hazrat Ibn Masood, I'll mention this in more detail next week. He was dying and he was crying. He was in mort, but he's crying. So people said that you are such a great Sahabi. Why are you crying? So he says, I fear my sins. I'm crying because of my sins. So the closer these people came to Allah, the more fearful, the more they realized and they, they, they took the reality of what lies ahead in the Akhirah. Allah is going to make this easy for all of us. Thank you.